Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan. Here we explore an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Check the link tree in the bio for lots of great resources. Merry meet all. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest of America, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, May you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full, and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below, as I am, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in Real Rent programs that support Indigenous communities in your area. I also encourage you to take an active stance in environmental issues, both at home and worldwide. Our planet needs its stewards, now more than ever. It can be as simple as picking up trash in your neighborhood, using less water, and buying local goods. Check out the link tree in the bio for more great ways to connect with our planet and give back. Dreams so vivid they feel real. Walking among familiar and well-known spaces, familiar scents and sensations. A place so deeply felt within your subconscious that your conscious mind sparks recognition, understanding. A moment when the two connect and you live in between worlds, 
a fuzzy haze of softness that keeps you laced into your subconscious thoughts, a place of deep meditation and waking dreams, a place where things feel possible, where the known laws of reality seem to bend ever so slightly at your need, at your will. But the ability hesitates on the edge of awareness, waiting for you to be ready, ready to accept the unknown and let go, ready to shed constricting skin and embrace an energetic body, ready to step between our world and the astral plane. Daily, we interact with and on three physical dimensions in the form of matter and one unseen fourth dimension, time. All things that consist of matter and thus have mass exist within this paradigm. We also know that particles, molecules, and atoms in their various forms affect and change these dimensions based on their internal makeup. The first three dimensions define the visual characteristics of an item, and the fourth dimension refers to what happens if this item is defined by the length of its existence, an unseen timeline. I love water because of its amazing ability to transform, both as a concept of science and on a metaphorical energetic level. We can watch ice become water, become steam, a change of state of the same matter components, a shifting of its place in our dimensional world that is spurred by change over time. Accepting that science, it means we start from a place of acknowledgement that there are unseen forces at play in our universe, at least unseen to the human eye or current technology. From there, we have a lot of amazing scientific speculation about our universe and how dimensions might change or interact with us. This delves into string theory, sheet theory, multi-universe theory, and so much more. Let's be clear, dimensions are just ways that we interpret reality. In string theory, it is believed that there may be up to 10 different dimensions that would govern how we interpret our existence. Each dimension would provide us with a different way to compare and interpret our current experience. For this episode, we have to understand that the pragmatic part stops there. From then on, it's just ideas and speculations. So all of what I'm about to share is very much take it or leave it. If nothing, astral meditations can be great ways to tune yourself in to your subconscious through a guided meditation. For those that are looking at the potential of an astral plane, this offers you some practical steps to explore this concept. Defining an unseen dimension is a bit tricky, but in most practices, the astral plane is defined as a dimension where energy exists in its purest form. Those able to shift into the astral plane often then have the ability to actively see and manipulate energy on that level, and thus cause a ripple effect in our experiences within our other dimensions, our known dimensions. In essence, it is often what we imagine when we think of casting spells and working magic, a dimension with the ability to shape places, people, and things on an energetic level. The idea is that the astral plane is a replica of our existence only in its purest energy form, meaning that a strong enough manifestation on that plane could begin to affect our own known four-dimensional world. 
Reaching the astral plane is akin to a sleep-like trance, the ability to have waking dreams. This allows you to access a more pure form of the energy that comprises our environments. From here, you begin to consciously interact with your subconscious to create a knowing presence of this dimension. It is also a great way to tap into that Jungian principle of a group mind. A connection to the astral plane and the raw energy there may allow for such a group connection to a higher level of knowledge. It is where energy retreats to and exists when it has no shape. A place where stars and babies are born of the same energy. A wealth of energy that must be cycled and dispersed. A dimension that allows for a deeper awareness of the tides of existence, of being. All right, witches, pull out that pen and paper and let's talk about some big principles of astral work. One of the biggest questions about astral plane work that comes up is what do things look like? Well, honestly, they often take the shape of familiar and known things until you are familiar enough stretching your mind to begin to accept unfamiliar things, which I know sounds a bit shaky. Let me just say that you will know it when it happens, which is never my favorite explanation. As for what things look like, it is often the purest form of that item, whatever that is. Sometimes its purest form is the item. For example, a table may just be a table. That energy exists across all our dimensions. There's no reason that it wouldn't hold its form. However, items with consciousness may choose to alter their appearance on the astral plane, picking something that feels more true to the energy or for more glamorous or even devious purposes. The more comfortable you become with experiencing things outside of expectation, the more you will see through that glamour. That table will become not just a table, but all the atoms and molecules that make up that table. Let's be real. There's a bit of fake it until you make it in this, along with building your meditation skills. Leaning into your imagination is the only way to really practice. You will start to notice once you transition into a deeper state of meditation, as surroundings will begin to shift without your control. In this concept, you have two forms your physical human body, and your astral form. Your astral form is the pure energy of what makes you, you. This energy can take on any form you are comfortable with on the astral plane, which is often one of the most relieving feelings for people when you can manifest yourself as a reflection of your internal perceptions. A stretching of limbs. Be who you want to be. In the beginning, most people are comfortable in a form known to them, so we often do start out with bodies that look very similar to our own. As you become more used to the energy shift, you can explore other forms. It's important to stay protected energetically on the astral plane. Much like in the physical world, casting a circle that is more of a bubble around you and kind of mobile is key to your time in that space. In these cases, because you are said to leave your physical body behind when traveling on the astral plane, it is best to do both a cast circle around your actual body and more of your bubble circle around your astral self. Yes, I just basically said that astral travel is akin to an out-of-body experience. In many lessons of astral work, it is explained that you should be able to look back on your body as you move away from it seeing it as a separate entity. 
connected to you only with an astral cord, an energetic umbilical cord that connects the energy to the body. As you move away from your body, this cord extends and thins, lengthens. To move further from your body, you have to have the energy to maintain a long cord. It is often said that the cutting of the cord or extending it beyond its abilities will suffer the connection between the physical and energetic selves. In my guided meditations, you have traveled to your astral home. This is essentially a temple of manifestation, a familiar place to return. It is also a place of escape for your physical body, a way to escape from the world and feelings that surround you, to see where you gravitate when you are given freedom to go and do things that make you content. In this case, you are melding the astral plane with your meditation, creating a manifestation on the astral plane, as opposed to traveling somewhere, per se. You can cast spell work on the astral plane the same way that you do on the physical plane. Ideally, you learn to do both for double the effect. Same principles apply, only everything is just much more potent. You may encounter others. For some, these are representations of deities. For others, they are ancestors or guides. They may take a human, animal, fairy, fae, angelic, deity, or any other form your mind dictates. Usually familiar things at first. Personally, I like to allow this personification of energy. It allows my conscious and subconscious minds to have a discussion, perhaps even with a little group thought and knowledge thrown in, and truly allowing my mind to use forms that are familiar allows my mind to focus more on the messages underneath. Be mindful of how astral world and real world transitions occur. Anything too quick or jolting can be very disorienting. Think gentle transitions. Take your time moving in and out of your deep meditation state. If you are hoping to hop right up after astral work, you might find yourself depleted of energy and feeling terrible. Be sure you take a good 5-10 to 10 minutes on either end to prepare yourself and transition through the realities you are asking your mind to accept. Astral work makes you tired tired on a deep level. Make sure you're prepared for this. Have snacks, water, and time to rest. Don't expect to do too much, especially at first. The more time you spend working there, the longer you can stay without the drain. But it's still something that you have to be aware of. And that's also a sign that you know that it's really starting to work. In the beginning, your visualizations may feel very superficial and you may come out with lots of energy. But as you begin to shift and your mind begins to soften and deepen in those meditations, you'll come out feeling that energy drain, another sign that you're really achieving your goals. Interacting with the astral plane comes in many forms and ideas. Whether you are using an astral body to move among our recognizable four dimensions or tapping into that astral plane to shape manifestations such as your happy place or astral temple, there are many ways to interact with this dimension that exists purely as energy. Explore, experiment, and don't put limitations on your experiences. There is a lot out there on astral travel and concepts. Many tie in the ability to move along our fourth dimension, time. I will not deny anyone's experience, but encourage you to read and explore, judging for yourself what fits within your belief schema. 
I find that what works best for me is to have an open mind and explore different techniques. I find belief in the ideas and practices that work for me. I encourage you to find what works for you. Let's try out a short exercise to get you used to shifting into your astral form. I also encourage you to try out the astral meditations. While these may feel a bit weird at first, it's important to build an astral safe haven, whether you think of it as a home or more of a temple. It needs to be a place where you can work and manifest energy, where you can feel protected while you test out this new world. Find a quiet place, go ahead and cast a circle, but do not light candles for this for safety reasons. Deep meditation also means that you might fall asleep, so let's keep fire out of the situation. Really pay attention to your visualization. The more that that visualization can live apart from your active imagination, the more impact it will have on the astral plane. To begin, sit or lie down, whichever is most comfortable. It is okay if you fall asleep during these meditations, which is again why I say not to light candles. You can choose to do these as you are tucking into bed at night, so long as you visualize that protective energy circle around you. Even just the chant and meditation are enough, so long as you are focusing on visual manifestation, an imagination that you can see, that you can force yourself to believe. Once that protective energy circle is glowing, turn inward. Begin to feel your physical body, the rise and fall of your chest. As you pay attention, begin to tune into your internal energy. Feel it coursing through your body, tying together, taking form, mimicking shape of your physical body. Feel as the energy pulls from the skin, shifting inside. Something both strange but freeing, lifting up out of the skin, hovering and overlapping with your body, rising a few inches and sinking back in. Take a deep breath, relax, and again, gathering that internal energy into form and lifting up out of the body another few inches. As you are rising, add the challenge of looking down at your form, of forming the visual of the energy body on top of the physical body, hovering. Can you see through the energy body? How does it alter the visual of the physical body, like looking through the texture of a bubble? Sink back down. Repeat this exercise until it feels easy, each time rising up further from the body, looking down and back until you can hover above your body, looking down and seeing your physical self. An exercise that approaches from the other end, the lucid dreaming end, includes becoming aware during your dreams. 
This is a slow process that is something that happens over time, not in one night, and sometimes you make great progress only to have nothing for weeks. It all depends on your sleep, how deep and well you are sleeping, and how well you can subconsciously rise from that slumber. As you are sleeping and dreaming, start to see if you can make small conscious choices that will alter your dreamscape. Start simple, like focusing on changing the sky a color. Try not to meditate on this too much before sleeping, but you can decide on a color ahead of time. Briefly note it somewhere and see when it appears in your dreams. This is your delay system. It may be that same night, it may be nights later. Continue this process until the delay system shortens, until you can decide on a change and see the effect within a sleep cycle. The next step up is to affect your sleeping body. In this case, you will start by looking down at your hands within your dream, becoming aware of your energetic self via subconscious state. Once you have mastered that technique in your dreaming, get yourself to raise your hands to waist level. Then, from there, get yourself to consciously turn your hands over, palms up. As your skill in this strengthens, the focus shifts from exploring your astral form to tying your conscious brain into your astral body. You now have the ability to make decisions within your dreams. Have a topic you want to learn more about or a request for a spell? Please let me know. Your suggestion may be featured in an upcoming podcast. You can find me on Instagram at The Pragmatic Pagan, on Twitter at Pagan Pragmatic, or on Facebook at A Pragmatic Pagan. If you follow me on Anchor Podcasts, you can even send me an audio question that may be played. Check it out. Would love to hear from you. <laughs>